I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Welcome back to Renovation Made Right. I am Brenda Bryan. And I am David Bryan. And I'm sorry for the frivolity over here. We're just laughing because I can't seem to do an intro right. So this is the third time. We're going to talk about carpet today. Three times a charm. Third time is a charm. And we have a guest today uh, is Greg Kyer from Floor Me in Nashua, New Hampshire, and he is going to tell us all about carpet, and we are excited to have him back again. Welcome, Greg. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back. We are right. happy Appreciate to have that. you. Yeah, thanks, Thank for, you. Uh, thanks for being here. So, um, again, you know, so when, when I first met Greg, it, it was obvious to me that uh, he understands the flooring business inside and out. I feel like I'm a pretty knowledgeable expert when it comes to residential modeling. Greg knows as much about flooring as I know about remodeling, and so we're lucky to have him on board to yes. uh, to walk us through the flooring. Very right? much so. So today we're going to focus on carpeting. We're going to, as I mentioned in the, the the intro show that we do with Greg, we're now going to break down subsequent shows into the major categories, so so listeners can sort of get a deep dive, and you can only listen to the one that is of interest to you. Uh, but if you're thinking about buying carpet, we're gonna we're gonna um, sort of tap into Greg's experience to help us understand what consumers should be aware of when it comes to buying carpet, uh, both uh, from a construction perspective, from a style perspective, from a budget perspective, all the things, even installation as well, all the things that, uh, that will help you make good choices when we go into, uh, into the idea of buying carpet. Yep. All right. So, Greg, where, where do we begin? Help us understand. I, I, I'm a homeowner. I am, I, I'm tired of what my carpeting looks like on the second floor and looking to... You too. <laughs> oh, we should talk. Yeah. Uh, looking to upgrade our bedrooms and our hallway, um, but having zero idea about where to begin. Where, how, how do you help us through carpet? Yeah. So carpet is, uh, my approach to carpet is a little different than hard surfaces. It really all starts with the quality of the fiber. But I can say that, um, you know, the carpet business is still a really important part of the business. It's not what it was 10 or 15 years ago, because things like LVP and other hard surfaces have taken over that. But, um, you know, so the carpet industry for years has been in a state of transition, but it's still a popular choice to put in homes. And most people putting carpet in homes, they're doing it in bedrooms and usually the whole second floor mm -hmm. because they want that comfort, that warmth when they get up in the morning and they're putting the tile, hardwood, and LVP on the first floor. Mm -hmm. Um, so people that haven't shopped for carpet in a while, there's a little bit of a sticker shock because, you know, let's face it, carpet, um, except for wool carpet, is petroleum-based, and that's tied to the price of oil, and when that fluctuates, you know, so goes the price of carpet. So um, That's interesting. I never knew that. Yeah. That's yeah. fascinating. And, um, you know, and the funny thing is, is when you get a price increase when the oil goes up, that never comes down when the oil goes down. Ah, <laughs> you know, so they just it kind of there. is what it is. Uh -huh. Only tied in one direction. Yeah, yeah. I've always find you know 
find that kind of amusing in a sense. But you know, with the price of oil dropping now, I don't think you're going to see carpet dropping. But nonetheless, it's it's still a great product to put in your home. Um, the big determining factor on carpet is the quality of the fiber and where you're putting that. There are more healthy versions of you know different kinds of fiber, and you know just to put it in a nutshell. You're talking on the lower end, olefin and polypropylene. That's what you usually see in like that speckled colored Berber that you might put in your basement or a cheaper commercial carpet. Uh, then it goes to polyester, which used to be kind of a bad name in the carpet business, but they've re-engineered that polyester um, that has a lot of the benefits of some of the premium fibers like nylon. Then it goes into the category of nylon, and everybody's heard of the nylon stain masters of the world and mm-hmm. similar type products. It goes from there. Can, can, I, can I stop you there for a second? Help us understand yeah. what the difference between, uh, like to me, I wouldn't understand the difference between nylon and polyester. They both sound like they're oil, you know, like petroleum-based products. Why is one more meaningful than another or better or whatever? Yeah, what makes them better? Yeah, so the, the olefin and polypropylene are different from nylon. That nylon's a, a more refined version of, um, of um, you know, f- fibers and stuff. <clears throat> the um, the olefin, the olefin and polypropylene are, are are basically like Coke bottles, like plastic Coke bottles. So it's it's lower on the scale as far as performance and durability, and it's really a really a price point item. So when you get into the more premium fibers, that's when you get better stain resistance, durability, and with that comes a price increase. But there's still a place for. Um, um, olefin and polypropylene that would be in a basement or um you know kind of a secondary room that you don't use a lot okay so you're Um, saying that that they just don't wear as well as well they don't wear as well yeah yeah that's basically what it comes down to okay um and then when you get into the nylons there are different versions of nylons um but one of the things that really separates the polyesters and the nylons is the type of fiber it is. So there's a continuous filament fiber and there's a staple yarn. So a staple yarn you could compare to a length of knitting yarn, many, many different strands put together. Mm -hmm. Then when that's tufted into the carpet, your carpet continually sheds because it's not a continuous strand of fiber. So any continuous filament fiber will wear out, wear better with traffic and it's not going to shed. And that's the trend in the floor, in the carpet business, that everything is going to continuous filament. Okay. Um, so there's a good, better, best, just like in, in any other products. Um, my, my personal preference, that's one of the best fibers out there that's even better than nylon, is a product from um, that, uh, a carpet that Mohawk manufactures, and that's Triexta. And the closest you can compare that to is a sixth or seventh generation polyester, but it's not polyester. It has inherent stain characteristics that won't fade after cleaning. It's um, it's, it's solution dyed, so it's not going to fade in the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's fade resistant. It has all the bells and whistles you need, but it also comes in a good, better, best price point. Okay. All right. And what about wool? I mean, people talk about, you know, wool, but I don't know if there's an advantage or a disadvantage or why why you would choose wool. Wool is um, definitely a more expensive option. Mm-hmm. They're, they're starting to blend wool with acrylic and polyester to kind of give you that wool look. But when you get into wool, it's definitely your most um, um, expensive option in most cases. It's um, some of the benefits of wool. It's a natural fiber. Um, so you don't have to worry about anything petroleum-based. It's um, 
it's uh, resistant to fire other than, you know, some of these other products like nylon and olefin. Um, it's not solution dyed, so it has a tendency to fade in the sun. Oh, okay. Um, the most common application for wool carpet is someone who's making a nice area rug for their living room or they want a nice kind of wool-looking carpet for a runner. Mm-hmm. Um, I have done wall-to-wall wool installations, but they're certainly not as common as some of these other fibers. Okay. All right. Um, and when you say you're like a, like an area rug for a living room, you're talking about a, a piece that's bound, right? Yeah, a piece that's bound. They pick a sample, and we can order that to be bound at the factory mm-hmm. um, to their specifications, or we have the ability to send that out from the store and have the same kind of work done. Okay. So what do you what do you ultimately recommend? I mean, obviously, some of it is price dependent. It is. A lot of that goes back to, you know, my approach with steering people to products goes back to kind of the same process with looking at other uh, types of flooring. Like how long do they plan on being in their home? Um, what's what's the lifestyle in their home with kids? Are they Do they have pets in their home? I might steer them towards, you know, a pet-friendly carpet that has enhanced warranties for pets. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at their budget, application, um, or if they plan on doing some kind of financing. Um, my my take on carpet is it's one of the things you really get. You get what you pay for. So a lot of this you're looking at a fixed cost, whether it's the padding, and we can kind of talk about that in a moment. The installation is a fixed cost. Rip up and removal and moving furniture is a fixed cost. So the really the only variable is the type of carpet they put down. Right. So by going from a carpet that's two fifty a square foot to four dollars or even three fifty a square foot, there's a really big um, difference in that in a return on your investment by getting uh, a better a better quality carpet. Right. Because if you're only talking about you know two hundred square feet, you're only talking about two hundred dollars or three hundred dollars difference in terms yeah. of the material costs, but yeah. all those other fixed costs stay the same regardless. Yep. Yeah. That's true. So. So, right. so tell us a little bit. You mentioned um, padding, and I, and in what little experience I have in uh, in buying carpeting for personal consumption, um, I've always sort of been led to believe that uh, you know padding makes a, a substantial difference, and in some cases, you know you can put a, a better pad under a lesser carpet and still end up with what feels like a more premium product. That's right. So the pad is one of the um, really the one of the most important things, and you know to break it down, you know. In a, in a kind of a simple way, we offer probably about four different kinds of pad. But on the residential side, people are looking for that foam pad. So that's a urethane foam pad. That gets broken down into a couple different categories as far as the quality and the weight of the pad. So it's usually a four, six, or eight-pound pad, they call it. And that's a cubic foot, um, how they classify that. Um, and so within the urethane pad, they make a prime urethane which just gets made only for carpet pad. It's solid urethane throughout. Most pad that people are, are um, 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 knowledgeable about or they've seen before is what they call bonded pad. So when you look at that, it's a bunch of pieces ground up and bonded together. Yeah, I see that even, yeah, so even within that bonded pad, there are different, different qualities in that. So you can get a prime bonded pad that has no recycled content in it. 
And so what we sell is a, um, um, a visco foam bonded pad. It's all pre-consumer material. This is sourced from furniture and mattress companies that are making you know, visco-type products, and they take the, the scrap from their trims and they sell it to the pad company to make pad. Hmm. Post-consumer bonded pad has all kinds of inert material in it. Um, in some states, um, they actually take old... Now, some states you can do this and some states you can't, but there's a certain content of recycled material in that um, post-consumer pad, which is really kind of disgusting when you think about it. <laughs> they're, they're, they're taking old pad from ripping up jobs and they're recycling it, grinding it up, they're baking it to kill the bacteria, then they mix it in with more inert material. So uh, there is a prime... Um, bonded pad that doesn't have any post-consumer, but the pad is really um, one of the most important things. And I'm always looking at um, what's healthy for people to put in their homes, you know, on the pad side, but more important on the carpet side. You know, when I see a young couple come in and they have an infant, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to sell them a carpet that has a staple yarn that has all these fibers that, you know, there's a baby crawling around with his face in the carpet. So right. I always take that into consideration, right. too. But you're, you're right, Dave. The pad is a really important factor. You can go a little bit less on the carpet, um, but don't skimp out on the padding. And, and while we're on that subject, I, I want to make sure that we're being clear about this, too. I think the type of installation is important. So right now, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but right now I think we're talking about, when we're talking about padding, we're generally talking about carpets being stretched into place. Let's talk a little bit about that versus a carpet hey, that might be. Good. I don't want to get off the. I don't want to get oh, off the padding. I have a Sorry. question. Sorry. I do have a question yeah. because I have dogs, and I've had a, dogs who have peed in various places on carpet, and I, and I and I want to know going forward, is there a kind of carpet and a kind of pad, where you know if I get my steam cleaner out and I clean that up sometimes there's a smell that you cannot get out and dogs like to pee in the same place again wherever they have peed before and they can smell it so what i want to know is if i'm a pet owner is there a type of carpet and a type of pad that i should be using to make cleanup of those um, accidents more tolerable there is and brenda when we talk about carpet cleaning we're going to talk about your cleaning machine that you have at home too yes it probably is not up to snuff but yes you can you can So to address that on the carpet side and the the pad side, so they do make um, pet-friendly carpets. And the difference between a carpet that has enhanced warranties for pets versus your everyday carpet, there's a a process with the yarn when they they dye the yarn, and they call that solution dyed or or, um, space dyed, where they literally submerge all the yarn in this big tub of dye. When a carpet is a yarn is solution dyed, the color is added to the yarn when it's in its liquid state. That means it has enhanced um, stain resistance. Mm-hmm. It makes it makes it um, so it won't fade in the sun. So all pet resistance or pet friendly carpets that come with these enhanced warranties are solution dyed. Okay. So if you do have pets and you're looking to get something that's going to address that on the yarn side, always get a solution dyed. And then going down to the next level to pad. So padding, whether it's your everyday bonded pad or a prime bonded pad like the Visco pad, it has a little scrim or a plastic sheeting on top. Mm-hmm. On the cheaper side, that scrim is not a vapor barrier that is meant to 
put the pad down and put the carpet, it gives a little bit of a slippery surface when they stretch the carpet that I guess it doesn't get hung up on the pad. Mm-hmm. On the premium side, they have what they call a vapor barrier that prevents stainings and liquids from going through the carpet, through the pad, and into your plywood. Yeah, so what happens when folks clean their, when they they clean their carpet, is that's cleaning the surface of the yarn. It's not cleaning down through the backing of the carpet into the pad. And when your carpet is left in a wet state, that yarn acts as like a candle wick. Mm -hmm. It pulls that moisture up. And sometimes you actually see stains come back in the same place. I have. pulling more that's standing up from down it makes below. me crazy you finish cleaning and yeah. it's like it's clean and then the next day the stain is back thank yep, you for explaining why the heck that there. happens yeah so by dressing the, the quality fiber solution dyed getting something that has a good padding that has a vapor barrier okay. in the pad that we sell the stain master visco pad not only does that enhance your your warranties if you do a stain master carpet but that actually has enzymes that are in the pad that eat the protein in urine if your your pet has an accident. So oh if you gosh. take those steps, that makes a big difference on, um, you know, pet-friendly carpet and, right. and padding that's going to help you out in your home. Right. No, great. Thank you. Greg, were you, you, you put a little teaser in there about the cleaning machine we have at home. Were you going to say something about that was specific to, like, the home base? Yeah, so cleaning your carpets is the biggest misconception about cleaning your carpets is you're depleting the stain resistance. People have had carpet in their home for 15 years and they've never cleaned it. They, they just vacuum it regularly. Then when it comes time to replace it, they, the carpet gets ripped out and it gets thrown in the driveway and unrolled. And they look at it like, oh, my God, I've been living with this <laughs> this thing in my house for so long. <laughs> so cleaning your carpets is really essential. And it's not renting a machine or doing it yourself because those machines, what they do is they do a, a good job of – getting that that cleaning solution and water into the carpet but not extracting all of it mm-hmm. and when you, when you when those machines can't extract that soapy residue it leaves that in the carpet it leads to tracking dirt that residue is going to track more dirt mm. so the um, carpet manufacturers recommend a hot steam truck mounted extraction for your carpet that's where you have the power to really extract all that moisture and you actually need to need to professionally clean your carpets the manufacturer requires that you do that every 18 months to have your warranty valid Hmm. so i can have a customer call me and say you know two years after and say greg i have stains that this won't come out I would have to have that independently inspected from the mill. They would send an independent inspector out. The first thing they're doing is asking for the cleaning receipt. Mm. So with cleaning your carpets, I've seen graphs on this um, in you know studies that you can literally double the life of your carpet by by having it professionally steam cleaned. So you know on the cleaning side, there's a difference between soil and staining. You know, staining is obviously something you drop in the house, whether it's wine or a pet accident. Right. Soil is the things you track in from out outside, the dirt and the sand and stuff. Yeah. That's the dirt and the sand, the soiling is really what's going to degrade your yarn more than anything else. Because what happens is that yarn gets into the carpet. And you can see this if anybody's ripped out carpet and you shake the thing, all the dust and sand that comes out, um, that degrades the yarn and causes a condition called grazing where that sand and that soil actually scratches the yarn and it looks like it's discolored, but it's actually the the yarn starting to degrade. Mm. Interesting. 
I have learned a ton. I have learned more than a ton. Yeah. yeah, and a good analogy that I that I, that I tell customers because you know, a lot of this is sensory overload. I, I compare. You just bought a brand new car, and you know you want to wax your car and take care of it. You don't wax your car for ten years, then you start to go back and waxing your car. It's beyond the point where you can maintain that finish. It's similar to carpet. Carpet does need maintenance. Not only is it healthy to clean the carpet, you can literally double the life of it. Hmm. Okay, good to know. That's awesome. Although I'm afraid, Thank as you. I'm looking at my wife and, and listening to all this carpet knowledge, I'm afraid it's going to cost me new carpet on the second floor. Pretty much. <laughs> so listen, Greg, this has been excellent information. Um, is there anything else that that we didn't ask you or that you feel like consumers should know when it comes to thinking about carpet? Yeah, well, one of the things we didn't finish on is the pad. So the other kinds of pad, the, the other pad that we have is the felt pad. Mm-hmm. It's a um, it's a it's a prime synthetic. Uh, fiber pad, and that is meant that is manufactured from excess fiber from the mills, and they manufacture that into a 32 ounce felt pad. And that's a low profile, a little bit denser pad that's really good for the stairs, or if you need an area rug on your wood floors, it's not going to scratch your floors up, um, you know, stuff like that. So that's that kind of summarizes the pad. But in general, um, you know, shopping for carpet is. Um, you know, we're really in the business of um, install, selling and installing. It's one of it's it's literally the only product in the store that we don't do cash and carry. People aren't coming in buying seventy-five feet of carpet and say, "Well, I'm going to try installing yeah, this, or I know it, someone right. that can do it." Yeah. yeah, it needs to be professionally installed, and it's not one of these things where they can cut and seam the carpet. They can stretch it in. Oh, I made a mistake. I need to open the seam. Right. You know, on a on a plank flooring. Yeah, they can click it together. Oh, something's not straight they can disassemble a little bit. So the installation is critical to a successful, um, you know, quality project being done in your home. And that's mm-hmm. done with experience and stretching, you know, carpets. And uh, in my history of the industry, when I used to run my own business, over the course of 16 years, I'm telling you, I had like one or two callbacks for a restretch, like a little bubble versus big box. I go into the home replacing carpet that was installed three to five years ago. There's bubbles everywhere. Right. You should never have a bubble in your carpet if mm-hmm. it's installed properly. So mm-hmm. carpet, um, I would recommend going to an independent carpet store, family-owned, and um, someone that's really going to have that um, honesty and integrity and really kind of follow through to do what you need to be done without having to go back with, you know, callbacks and repairs and stuff. Right. I agree. And, and I, I do believe that, there might be more carpet in our upstairs because <laughs> I just found out that my eldest son vomited up hot Cheetos, which, by the way, that, <laughs> that stain will not be coming out. So you overshare, I think, a little bit. No, no, no. I think sometimes audiences need to know we, this we, stuff. You don't have to worry about it. So are you saying our, our eldest son's never going to listen to this, right? Yeah. So. He will never listen to it. And, and, and just one more comment in general about the flooring industry. Um, something that I think is really lacking severely in business now is honesty and integrity. Um, customers are so intuitive when they walk into anywhere. I don't care if you're walking in to have a sandwich made or you're buying a car or you're buying a pair of pants. Customers are so intuitive on how they're being greeted and that honesty and integrity. Once you start to show that to a customer, that's when you really gain your trust. So I think we take pride in what we do here, really kind of putting that 
foremost um, with all of our relationships with customers. I think that's really, really important to you know, business nowadays and just doing the right thing by customers. That's great. Awesome, Greg. So, Greg, once again, uh, a wealth of knowledge, uh, and, and I have actually learned a bunch in this process, so I really appreciate it. I want to thank you for being with us. Thank you, Greg. Oh, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. All right. And uh, thank you to our listeners. And once again, uh, if, you, if you enjoy the show, give us a like. And, uh, and if, you, uh, if you subscribe, we appreciate it. Uh, and you've been listening to Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I am Brenda Bryan. Take care. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review. 